Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Olentangy River Road, Columbus, Ohio, the greatest city in the world. It is Letterman Live, and we've got a lot of football to discuss because we have a very special guest in for the first time ever, Thayer Munford. Hey, all right. The second ever Blocko, <laughs> a participant in Ohio State's Pro Day. He stole the show. Nobody even talked about the quarterbacks last Wednesday after Thayer ran the 40, did his position drills. This is just Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I'm Austin Ward. But there, I know that the last couple months have been, uh, you know, wild, fun. Yeah. I don't know if fun's the word. You didn't sound like you were having fun in uh, Indy after the <laughs> medical examination. Man, but- after all that stuff in Indy, I was like, all right, I'm very tired right now. But um, everything was good. Um, I loved Indy. Got to meet with all the coaches, of course. Uh, you know, even though I did not like the medical part on Wednesdays, of course, but – it was all good. That was all for a good cause for me in the near future. What did what did you think? Uh, did you get done what you wanted to accomplish on Wednesday? Uh, for sure, yeah. Um, I for sure got done doing my two twenty five test. Uh, I kind of hit my number because since I got longer arms, I didn't know how many I was about to get. I know it's about getting like the low twenty range, but with my long <laughs> long arms, mm-hmm. of course, it was just it was good. <laughs> so uh, you. Know, Bobby, You're, what did you think about his bench performance in those? I, I what was the care, final I, number? I can care. Uh, Twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. As long as you didn't do like how many did you do, Bob? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Low twenties. I mean, I I, I had a pec strain. No, so right, like, no. as long as you get, like, as long as you get twenty, it's all I care about. Like, I did like twenty-one and then racked it, and the guys like, I forget it was at Ohio State, and like, were they? I mean, does it matter? Helping? Have you seen that one <laughs> where was, they've been like helping? Uh, uh, up north was doing it right. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson seemed to be getting some assistance. It's, it's insane on the bench. It's but well, I mean, but your your tackle mate or offensive line mate, I guess, 
uh, you know, Mr. Petit Ferrer, you know, said he enjoyed the interviews of the combine and enjoyed like that. Did you enjoy that process of going through and interviewing and meeting with those teams? Because I can't imagine that it was all that, like, at least from my experience, it's not terrible, but it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. You know, um, I kind of like enjoyed it for a little bit, but everybody always keep asking me like the repetitive question. Yeah, why are you hurt all the time? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, was was wrong? You tough enough? Yeah, literally. You got a back problem? You gonna be able to play for us? Exactly. So I was like, all right, like, that's what it's like. Yeah. Meeting after meeting, hearing the same stuff. It's like, all right, you're yeah. Just, and yeah. you know, you gotta be professional about it, of mm-hmm. course. But also the same time, you gotta keep your own personal emotions down too. <laughs> Like, will you just stand here and let us insult you, please? Yeah. yeah. Fifteen minutes. What was the weird? Well, what was the weird? You didn't question? smack don't, anybody, don't say, did you? No. Don't no, say okay. the team. Oh wow. <laughs> don't say what team asked it. But what was the weirdest question that anyone like tried to? Oh, tell I was going to. Yeah. What was the weirdest question? Um, unless you want to say who did it. Would you kill a cat or a dog? Mm. Would you kill a cat or a dog? Yeah. Like, like you had you to had choose, to choose. One or no, you had to choose which you one. Had to choose. I had to choose. That's clearly. Usually, like, they ask, are you a cat or dog person? I think the kill element on that. The kill element. I mean, it's, that's taken into another the game level. Has changed, Bob. <laughs> yeah. It really has. We're in twenty twenty two now. I don't want to know your answer. I know. Cat. It's got to be a cat. Cat's the only answer. Could you choose answer. neither? Yeah, that's. I said no. neither, but it's like no. I want your answer. I want cat or dog. Which one you want to kill? That's got to be. That's got to be your guy in Detroit, Bob. Dan, he's know. biting kneecaps and he's killing pets. Dan, but Dan, Dan's a former player. Anything like, to win a game. Nah, yeah, but Dan, former players don't usually. They're smiling. I think, it's, I think it's Detroit. Yeah. And Jonah told him that that's he was going to get that. Jonah, question. Yeah, it's the <laughs> former players don't ask that stuff. But did you? Uh, <laughs> so you, I mean, you didn't perf- you didn't play in the Senior Bowl, did you? No, I did not. Um, of course, I didn't play in the Senior Bowl because I played five years here. Of oh yeah. It's like, why do I need to keep doing all this stuff just for? So then Put with that, though, you probably had a lot of meetings then in the evenings, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I had, like, how many meetings I had the first night? It was, like, at least, what, 19 meetings and plus, like, 10 more after that. Yeah, it's and a lot. It was a lot. You you know, you're just mentally exhausted um, from the plane ride, of course. Then the next day is medical stuff. Then you have more meetings. Then after that day, you literally have to uh, – what was it? You – Take care of your body, eat, of course. Then you got to do measurements. And you gotta oh, yeah. Make go. sure that your hands are big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaking 10. ten <laughs> yeah, I think those hands <laughs> are big. Paul's down there. <laughs> no doubt so, about it. They still do the interviews in the hotel rooms, right, with the pool in the middle? No. They moved it out of there. They moved it out. So now, it's in, now it wasn't like the – called the train station Col- or whatever. Indiana's Colts, Colts – uh, you know, in the facility, well, in the facilities. Oh, really? Not, not facility. It was like it was in Indianapolis Colts, like stadium, of course. But it was yeah. like their team room. Everybody who's rich just see up. Oh, top. And the suites. No, oh, the suites up top. That's actually not bad. It's a little more <laughs> walking. Okay. They used to do it in the pool. I don't. I have to find out when they changed this. And they used to do it there and down there, and it'd be like all the rooms on the first floor. That's where all the teams would have their meeting rooms. And there was a pool in the middle, and they'd come and they just like you walk out. There's someone literally there waiting to take you to the next room, yeah. the next meeting. Like there, let's go. And you're like, "What team are you? Where am I going?" And they just pull you. And this dude was walking out, talking, going from one meeting to the next. Way like, "All right, coach, I'll, I'll catch you in like the breakout room where you go meet with the position group coaches during the day." Yeah. Oh boy, just walked straight up into the water. It was remarkable. <laughs> oh, Everybody just saw there's a pool in the middle, and he's like walking, 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 and whoosh, right in the drink. <laughs> he had to go to his next meeting sitting there soaking 
than what. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, you got to oh. find a way to spice up that yeah, event. No, no doubt about Combine it. Combine season and the pro day. I'm sure Thayer's not. I mean, I'm sure he wants to just continue. Just keep going all the way to late April. Just keep meeting with teams and keep getting that back pro. No comment. Oh. At this no point, comment. At this no point, comment. now you want to meet with teams, right? I mean, oh, yeah, there's, a month, now that it's, yeah. there's a month left to, to the draft, and now it's about finding out who actually is interested beyond the yeah. initial conversation. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting, um, especially this month for like people like me, Nick, Haskell, everybody else that actually continue to actually play. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting to see like how where everybody's about to go in the next couple of weeks, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people are going to out west for, you know, a couple of days just to meet with teams. And uh, some people just staying just to wait for just to wait for to hear a team. Mm-hmm. You know? I know you don't care where you get drafted, mm-hmm. but where would you like to visit now that it's like a recruiting process again? Like, Give us your 30, top well, five. It's, not, it's a job interview. <laughs> okay, uh, you get you get to go on a job interview. You get to pick five. Like, where do you want to go? To be honest, anywhere. All right, anywhere that's calling for you. Anybody that actually wants me, that actually knows I can play for them, I'll go for them. And anybody who picks me, what twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth, I don't care what round I go in. But also at the same time, I I rather just show the team like who I am. I don't really care. Because if the Raiders want to fly me out for an interview. Yeah. I'm going oh, to Vegas I guarantee right you. now. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not doing anything, though, because you know they got somebody watching you. Don't the Raiders have follow to him and see what he does in his time off? <laughs> here's, here's, I guarantee you the Raiders, they probably set guys. Now, maybe not a guy like Austin Ward or someone as responsible as Thayer, but like for some of the players. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I'm as responsible as Thayer? Because that's no, <laughs> close. But some of the guys who maybe have a reputation for – Getting out of pocket mm-hmm. a little bit more. Enjoying the I life. guarantee you they probably have oh. like stuff baited for them like, oh, yeah. in the room. Yeah, well, you're yeah. going to walk <laughs> across this person and you're going to say this to them. And Let's see, see what they, they do with yeah. two nights in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's not surprising. You don't have any meetings for two days. Yeah. Enjoy. Don't, you know, just sit back yeah, and relax. Meetings Monday. Uh, we'll fly you in on Friday. Yeah. See you then. Yeah, see yeah. what happens. That wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> um, what, I think you have to. Has there been anything? They like, definitely didn't do that to Damon. Or they might. Well, yeah. I don't know if they were fully in. Yeah, he may have been on his best behavior. There was a player. This is no joke. A guy who uh, you would you would have missed him too, Jay Z. But pretty good player here. Ended up getting drafted lower than probably he should have. And he met went and met um, with the Steelers and went with Mike Tomlin. And I I knew I knew his agent pretty well. And they had coached him up. And he had he failed a drug test or two, you know, in, in school. And but not like some bad dude, never had any off the field problems. But you know they're worried. You know, failed drug tests, you missed games, whatever. And he told him, he's like, "Hey, this has happened." They coach you through the answers of how to answer these questions. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I talked to his agent later that day, uh, that night, and like, you know, how did he do? How did all this stuff go? And he goes, "Man, you never guess." Like Mike Tomlin was so cool. He's like, he said he didn't even care that we smoked weed. <laughs> and he's like, he went through all this. He's like tell me you didn't he's like oh yeah he goes listen he said it was fine <laughs> he's like you gotta be he goes what happened everything in practice he goes it wasn't like that at all he's like you gotta be kidding me yeah he's like you do realize that like he just straight talked to you and walked you right where he wanted you yeah. to go and you literally dove right on that that fishing lure and got pulled into the boat that's hilarious you hate to see that. Uh, speaking of coaching i was gonna ask like where did you where did you train for for pro day mm-hmm. did they help you Hey, you're going into these interviews uh, at the combine. You don't know, say that you're smoke weed. Get ready for this type of stuff. I mean, was there any kind of coaching that way, or yeah, you know, to prepare for for that big event in your life? So I went to uh, Frisco, Texas, uh, trained with uh, Duke Meaningweather. 
Um, he was very cool. He actually like helped us out with the interview part, interview process, how to go out there, be confident with your plays, of course. Um, and actually, so you're breaking down plays. Do you, do you send that in, or so you you want to go over these, or do they just have stuff when you go in to meet with a team? They basically just asked me like, "What's your favorite play to yeah. run?" Oh, okay, and Fair gave them a play, and they was like, "All right." So what was the play? It was basically our our mid zone outside zone. Well, let's let's get come yeah, on. Let's hear it. Let's, let's hear the call. Man, we, we <laughs> you thought you were done? Regurg- with it. Regurgitated. I trapped him after last week. He's like, I never have to say this again. Yeah, man. dang it, Letterman. Roll. I told him it was going to be fun and casual. And now he's got to get up on the <laughs> no, whiteboard. This is funny. Casual. Bob's actually going to wheel out a whiteboard. <laughs> I'm curious. I want to hear the name of. It. I want to hear how it's rattled down and hear his breakdown of it. Like this is good stuff. Yeah, I, I literally just told him about how the front five and what the running back pass are and stuff and. Um, RPOs and how they run it, and it was just like very simple stuff. But other than that, they just want to see how how well do I know my plays, you know. And they taught me some of their own plays, of course. Um, it was kind of interesting to actually see because you got you got to remember like you can't just use your terms; you got to use their terms. And that was like the hard the hardest part for me. Well, it's like taking a foreign language class, like converting yeah. what you call it into something. Say it right back it. to me right now in this yeah. meeting that you're nervous. <laughs> that would be tough. Was there any team in particular that you felt like when you talked to was more interested in you or like you had a better relationship, whether it was, you know, O-line coach, head coach, whoever it may have been? Uh, Not really. It was everybody was the same. You know, they didn't really, you know, um, just say like it, it was just weird all around. They just want to be very straightforward, see how you feel under pressure, of course. It's just um, how can you – like how well can you handle like adversity? Now people are going to go into these meetings and they're going to say, well, who do you got, Chris Rock or Will Smith? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who do you got there? <laughs> I want you – you have to answer this, Berm. You're first here. <clears throat> Break it. I got, you're tuned in I after. Fresh Prince. <clears throat> fresh, he's got the Fresh Prince. I think I have to pick Chris Rock because I, I feel like he oh, proved wow. he could take at least – he what took, a good swing. Uh, you know, obviously, it's open fist, open hand, so it wasn't a, a full. Why do you think? Why do you shot. think the Fresh Prince went with the open hand? I think because if it's a closed fist, oh, he would it's a much out. different yeah. type of assault mm-hmm. in that moment. Listen, Chris Rock's from well, Brooklyn, like, is bro. somebody gonna if arrest gonna, Will Smith? If you're gonna get, I, I think had no, they're going to give him an award I ten think, minutes later. I think had he <laughs> done that with a closed fist, then I think there would have been a much higher chance that, like a case could have been pending from Chris Rock afterwards. Uh, listen, you think you that know, Chris Rock is going something. to... All of a sudden, it's a different ballgame. You break an orbital yeah, You can't finish the show. You know, you're out. Okay, Will Smith has a billion dollars. Is he going to be opposed to paying for Chris Rock's medical bill I'm or a fine? Nobody, nobody wants that. Paying for a medical bill is one thing, but like, Chris Rock's from Brooklyn, dude. Like, I'm going to take for you. You, a you, long you, time. you insulted, Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised. That's my point. Is son? You, you insulted another dude's wife. On the he, playground no. is where he spent most of he, his days. He walked up to you straight and square, didn't grab like a pipe, didn't shank you, didn't hit you in the back of the head, straight up walked in front of you and smacked you across the mouth. Like, pick up a if you if you press charges <laughs> in that, you can't go back. You can't ever go back to people that you knew right. growing okay. up. So they'll call, they'll call you straight soft. I don't think Chris Rock's going back to many people he grew up with. Say that. Where do you get Get his, get his material from somewhere. Man, man. Man, I guess. Point I, is, he's hosting the Oscars. You make jokes. He's not hosting. He was just, he was just presenting an award. He's a joke. He's a comedian. Hey, read, hey, the, read the card. I read the card. Joke I love band. Chris. I love he's Chris Rock. I don't, I don't like the precedent of people hitting a comedian for making a joke. Well, Agreed. maybe you should keep. Maybe you should watch about how far you take that joke. But I also don't know that that joke was very funny. I also don't know that it was that. I mean, Will Smith seemed to laugh about it at first. 
And then he, he stopped. He got those eyes. Because you look at his he wife. He looked at she... Jada and realized, okay, now I need to go do something. Well, he loves to watch Jada. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> oh, that's I, think, I mean, Chris, why didn't Chris watch so hard on Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> you got, that was his reward. It was. Oh, um, now there's really like, what is this what show? I, like, what did I walk into? Why wow. am I here? Uh, hope the chicken talk. was good. Let's, uh, let's. <laughs> wow. You don't even want to continue after that? I don't know. What I to took it too far off the rails for Berm. I don't know where to go after that. That was good. I liked it. I think wow. that. Hey, so how was being a Maslin Tiger? <laughs> yeah. Tell these people how amazing hey, it is. You guys spent there. a combined like two years at Maslin. Combined, I was there for two I, and a half. I don't know. Okay. Where did so, you transfer from there? Cincinnati LaSalle High School. You went he, came, he came with Coach Moore, right? Yeah. I mean, that's when it all mm. kind of happened. He got the job up there, and yeah, that's a big that's a big swing from LaSalle up to Maslin. Yeah, what. with LaSalle, I couldn't like keep up with them academically wise because it was like more like a college prep school. And knowing myself, I I knew I could do it, but I kept going, kept going, kept trying. And you know, Nate Moore always like helped me out with my schooling, of course. Mm. But after he left, my schooling went down a lot. And they really never helped me out with like schooling and trying like trying to understand like how I work. They always like, all right, you gotta do this. And mm-hmm. with their Catholic religion, of course, it was hard for me to understand because I never grew up on Catholic religion. And with that, I was like, ah, it's hard. Too it much, like, yeah. Yeah, it was way too much. They always like they didn't, like directly came at me and said like, oh, you got freaking notice already. They just basically said, like, oh, you're not cut for this stuff. Then I was like, wow. <laughs> All right, then. Good thing y'all are Catholic school. Now I know public school now because it will be some worse exchange. But <laughs> I, I didn't know any, any better. They, <clears throat> yeah, you're a young guy just trying to find your way down here. But right? obviously it really. changed your life in a, I mean, a really positive direction. You mm-hmm. move up to Maslin. You start getting the attention of Ohio State like late in your senior year basically early part of the senior year and then the last two months actually right the offer came very late and yeah you know uh, how does you how did you wrap your mind around that as a 17 year old to be like i have to make this huge decision to go live with my football coach it was i was actually 16 at the time and mm-hmm. it was hard for me it, it was hard for me but i also told my mom like look if you want me if i want to go to college and if we want to go somewhere that i really want to go we got to make the sacrifices so I can actually go to college and go to Ohio State so I can actually come to games instead of just sitting at the house just listening on our radio or something like that or just watching on TV. Um, we got to make sacrifices a lot. If you don't make sacrifices, I might not go where I'm about to go. Just like, you know, everybody here, y'all made sacrifices just to do the stuff that y'all love to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just being here, just, you know, it's a blessing because y'all work so hard just to do this. And, Bobby, y'all, you work so hard to be where you at right now, of course. It's just... You know, you gotta make sacrifices somehow. So your your freshman year at Ohio State was seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. That was after. Ed. So you had Stud the whole time. Uh, yeah, Stud, Stud, Stud the was time. the guy who came in and basically fought for him to get okay. an offer. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, you know, and I he he's taken a lot of heat over the years as a recruiter, but I don't want to put you on the spot. But what did that mean to you? Like this guy was there. From the start to the end, I mean, with you the whole time, I mean, obviously, almost to the day, you know, your yeah. season ends and, and he's moving on. I mean, was, you know, you was know, that relationship different for you guys and other people? Oh, yeah, it was like 100% different. Um, he was basically like the actual first father figure that I ever had, you know. Uh, I had a dad, a biological dad, of course, but he never was never around. He always stole from my mom. He always stole from my parents, of course. Um, but I never had – I I had Nate Moore, but – Coach Stell was a different person outside of football and with football, of course. Coach Stell always, like, got on my butt so hard. 
through our practice. It was like, bro, like I'm tired of your of your shit, man. I, I'm tired <laughs> of it. So me and him had our falling out for it was like a falling out. It was like a you know a father son yeah, back and forth. Like, you're not gonna talk forth. for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden you're good again. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like that, but um, especially last year, he's I started understand how he was as a man and. As she started being like an immature kid, of course, just as she started listening to what he's actually saying without, without him yelling at me so much, I actually sat there and listened to what he's actually saying. like Without taking it personally. Yeah, without taking it personal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be like that for here on out for me. You know, they can yell at me all they want, but also since I, I got to keep my composure down. And all that, too, they're going back to that sacrifice, making the move, coming back to Ohio State was to – you know, obviously the NFL stuff is here, but you wanted to get your degree first and foremost. You know uh, how much I, I respect all of your journey and the accomplishments you made. And you got you came in here afterwards, sat in this very row and yeah. celebrated with your family. Like you, you accomplished everything that you wanted, and I know it wasn't easy. It was not easy at all, <laughs> uh, especially just dealing with you know everybody. Well, most of everybody knows I had a you know back surgery L four or five disc. My first year, my first full season. And I played through it for like five games uh, in 2018, and it was just it was hard. You know, I was taking so much slack of like, oh, there can't move laterally. He's not strong enough. But in reality, I was hurting so bad. I was like, I can't really move that much at all. And you know, I proved everybody wrong. You know, the next following year, of course. But you know, everybody still had that had those doubts, of course, because I had back surgery, and everybody saw what I can do like last year in 2020, of course. And I kind of shut everybody up, of course, but everybody just wanted to keep harping <laughs> A good on feeling, life. right? Yeah, it was a good it's – a, it's a great feeling. If, but If you haven't noticed, there is a little bit like you, Bob, or Schlegs, where there aren't any punches pulled yeah. in the press conference setting. And during the back issue, he was you know, not real happy about the evaluations yeah. of his play. That was one of my favorites, coming out saying – well, you know that I haven't lifted a weight in nine months. <laughs> like, my back doesn't work. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want from me? Yeah. And there was a lot of colorful language. And I really, that's when I knew for sure that there was one of my favorites. Sort of like Damon. But, you know, if you're going to come tell the truth and, like, mm-hmm. be a man about it, yeah. then you're always okay in my book. And Thayer did that, just like you do. I mean, Jay-Z sometimes. What sometimes. was uh, <laughs> what was that like there, coming battling back from an injury, going through the surgery, rehabbing that at Ohio mm. State? I mean, you, having surgery in college is different than at home. Like, your mom's not here to take care of you. There's yeah. no one else. I mean, you got to take care of yourself and mm. still get over the facility, you know. Yeah. Were you working with Stu? Stu here then? Oh, yeah, Stu. Stu was still here. Um, So I had my surgery during the of 2019. And I didn't lift a single weight for two and a half months. Like I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't. I just, all I did was sat there, ate salads, basically the whole <laughs> freaking two months. I was miserable, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, they rehabbed me. They made sure like everything was all right. The scar was good. Um, made sure the my limited mobility was good. Um, and after those two and a half months, I started like easily like going into like weightlifting, weight training. Um, it it sucked, of course, because it was just like you really can't move. You, you can't lift up one thirty five as like as light as it should be. And <laughs> what you're used to it being, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and just sitting there, it's just like really just looking at like how everybody was. I just had to start like building up my my confidence on my back of just walking, you know, a little a light jog, just a little bit, 
mean, after practice sometimes during spring, I usually just go in the pool, just run, you know, just to have, like, some type of conditioning. Not just sitting there just like, all right, woes me. Let me just sit back and just not do anything. Well, getting back into it, how, how did that affect your weightlifting? Because I know I, I had the same surgery, L4, L5, shaved disc. I was never able to really squat heavily or do that sort of thing. So, I mean, did you have to kind of find ways to get that strength back in your legs after oh, yeah. that, you know, that long yeah. so, time off? Yeah, so Coach Mick had an order, like this little belt, like this new belt squat machine, of course. And me and him was been talking about it all the time. Like, once a bag, it's always a bag. Like, nothing ever changes, of course. And him understanding, like, how it was with my back and him taking the time out of his day to actually find something so I can actually take, you know, squat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have, like, a whole different appreciation for him. Yeah. You know, just making sure I still have, you know, some type of leg strength. But, you know, it was something. Okay, because you need that, some, right? Yeah. Sounds better than none. Yeah. We're going to let their stop talking about himself as we get to the halfway point in the show. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some current Buckeyes. He's going to dig in. We got – there, is that your go-to, the grilled chicken? Or what, if you weren't trying Still to get ready training, for – training mode. Like, what would, you be getting at, what would you be getting at Roosters for a normal celebration? You know what? Uh, I'd probably get like a 12-piece. 12, 12 okay. For sure with uh, Carolina Gold. Carolina Gold. Oh, yeah. There you go. But, Right huh. now, I can't have that right now. Not quite as aggressive <laughs> as, right now, as Berm not. over here. Who, yeah. Not everyone can go that far. Do you want to talk I think about? the tears finally caught up. Well, oh, yeah, what, are, what, what do we have Tuesdays? here? Well, oh, my. I believe since we have three trays of them, that's, they are the featured appetizer. That is correct. So we have cheesy bacon fries. Cheesy bacon fries, $2 on Tuesday. The featured appetizer, appetizer Tuesday, 2 bucks all day mm, long. Can't beat it. Just participating roosters. And listen, I think we're done with the shortages. They've got- Oh, we're back. Potatoes are back. For now. <laughs> they're ready to go. They're curly. They're delicious. It's a little bit of potato and pig with a little mm. bit of the cow in there with some milk and yeah. cheese. Get so a side of ranch. Like a whole, they, it's delicious. Like a whole barnhouse party. The barnyard The barnyard buster right there. <laughs> Turning it all loose. So appetizer Tuesday. Come and get that or a 12-piece of Carolina gold, whatever you need on Tuesday. We're going to take a quick break at Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. This is Letterman Live. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun casual joint. But the truth is, it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face. And the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision Engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Roosters. This is a fun, casual conversation about the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are now somehow a third of the way through spring camp. It feels like it just started. Comes at you fast. And now it's already uh, nearly over. And they're going to get at it uh, three times this week, Tuesday, Thursday, and then student appreciation practice on Saturday. Oh, know, is that what that is? I know Thayer must have missed that student appreciation day the last couple of years. <laughs> just 
get a two thousand people in there watching you guys practice on a Saturday morning. Oh, it, it's nice, but also sometimes like, dang, I, if I mess something, when we start talking about my <laughs> yeah, and it didn't help when I when it gets chasing Nick or <laughs> all practice. Like, oh. Hey, I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. to, I'm told that iron sharpens iron. That's what oh, it for sure <laughs> does, but it still I mean, hurts. Everybody makes you look silly in front of the students every now and then too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, but it still hurts to get hit. So by it. Well, let me ask you this: when and not to go back since mm-hmm. you brought them up, but you know, when you're meeting with NFL coaches and they ask you, you know, and I'm sure the question, like, do you feel like you're NFL ready? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like you can do this? How many times did you utilize those guys as an example? Oh, definitely all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you see Nick, you know, you see what he does, and you see I did, because <laughs> I watched a rerun of practice back in 2016 against Isaiah Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did give me the same way, basically. But, yeah. you know, going against him and going against Chase, of course, <clears throat> Nick was more like – and I coordinated. Oh yeah. And Chase was just a speed demon who actually loved loved to finesse. And going against them all the time, it was like wow, like during games it's a lot easier than going against, you know, them. <laughs> you know, it's like every time like we had pass, I like, all right, I gotta have my headphones on. Just to have just to make sure I got my mind right. But going against them was it's pretty nice. It's kind of interesting where and Berm has brought this point up. We're we're going to talk so much about the defense all spring and all summer and all the way through training camp, and everyone just assumes that the offense is going to be fine with good reason, and that includes now with with you gone and Nick both gone and your old position coach. It's like, oh well, Justin Fry is really good, and <clears throat> Dewan's back, and Paris is going to left tackle, and Donovan Jackson's a five star. Well, the offensive line's just going to be fine. Like we don't even spend any time really worrying about it. Yeah, but also at the same time, like they have seen me and Nick. They what, especially young guys, like they saw how I like went through adversity and seen how I went through stuff, and they seen how when when Nick went through stuff too, it was like, all right, if we complain about this now, like we're not about to be where we want to be in the next couple of years. Yeah. So they basically said, like, all right, let me stop talking and actually start listening. Did you were you ever envious of Nick? The fact that um, he has a hard time maintaining weight so he just gets to eat his face <laughs> off all the time where most offensive linemen is like the other side where we're over here you know cutting up the grilled chicken fingers even though we really want to eat this basket. i really do but it's hard but um with nick it was just weird how he came in what two 90, 285. Oh, time. maybe, yeah. 65, probably. There was a time yeah, in camp. I think it was. it was in the 70s. Yeah. It was in the 70s sometimes. And I just look at him like, are you really about to make it? But, <laughs> you know, he kept going, he kept going. Um, Nick was just, oh, he's just a weird guy. <laughs> he's, he's just a weird guy. He's a weird guy, but in a, in a good way. We all? <laughs> a weird guy in a good way. Nick um, was the number one rated tackle in the country coming out of high school in 2018. Paris was the number one rated tackle coming out of the, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Can you just speak to the difference between those two as freshmen and like how people on the outside look at it and say, oh, number one tackle, he should do this, right? Mm. But they were at totally different points points of their development I, and, and physically. I personally think like the number one tackle on like it's this whole stereotype with the rankings. I'm sorry. Um, those guys are idiots. Say it. <laughs> Certainly. There's no doubt that it, it, it's it's hit or miss. <laughs> just chasing around young dudes. That's but, all they're trying to do. I'm just saying, I, I think it's important that people understand you were a three-star, and some of that was <clears> because <throat> of the, the transfer and the, the concerns about academics and that kind of stuff. But when you look at Nick and, and Paris, who are both five-star prospects, yeah. both number one ranked player in the country at their position, they were at such different spots in their personal development when they got to college that it, it's hard to – objectively look at it and say oh, th- you can compare these two guys because they weren't even close to the same yeah 
Um, so with Nick, he came in light, of course, but he was also strong. It was like re- it was oh, yeah. very weird, mm-hmm. like how how light he is, but he was super strong. And with Paris, it you know, it's no biased opinion, of course, but with Paris, like. I saw how he grew up from his sophomore year to his senior year of high school and how much weight he pulled on, how how dedicated he was just, you know, just to play and actually, like, you know, do the stuff that he wants to do. You know, he has, he had that mindset just from the jump, you know. And we always, like, me, Josh, and Wyatt, we always, and, you know, Michael Jordan, of course, always tell him, like, why are you up here so much? Like, <laughs> come on, like, go, go back to high school. Just chill go out. Go have a girlfriend. Get out of here. Literally. And... <laughs> He was like, nah, man, I'm trying to, like, learn the offense and stuff. I'm like, you're going to have time to learn the offense. <laughs> yeah, All right. they're going to teach you. They're going to definitely teach you, but also at the same time, I understand where he, he wanted like, he wanted to play. He wanted to, to play up front. I think that stuff is always crazy with the kids now, like, showing – so many of them showing up in December. Like, I have to start now. I got to enroll early. I got, like, got three, four, five years of this. They're not going to let you fall way behind. Maybe well, six. But, I, but, that's yeah. kind of the point I'm, I'm <clears throat> interested in making here off of that is Donovan Jackson, who was number one ranked player at his position at, at guard coming into the class of 2021, did not enroll early, did not have all that extra time. But as someone who's now penciled in sort of as a as an expected starter and as a true sophomore, yeah. why was he different than – what you guys had seen out of some of the other freshmen, because I, I've heard things about Donovan Jackson from coaches over down the street that I you don't hear very often, so that are just very high expectations. What has he done that is sort of put himself in that conversation? Definitely just bought in, you know. Even though he came in like later than um, the cl- his classmates and twenty, I don't know. Yeah, there are fifteen guys in that class that came in early. So yeah, I, no, I, I, part of me thinks is because. Well, I know for sure it's the NIL deals, of course. Yeah. And, um, just he just like wanted to be a kid for for a little bit longer, just to have fun, you know. Even though he's still a kid in his own heart, of course, but he's just a he's just a guy that just just sat there and just watched yeah. and just listened to everything. Just yeah. having fun, man. Just like uh, you know, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, right? <laughs> That's what Jada says, correct? Uh, Will? I was what? I assumed we'd Who? get back to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith at some point. Jada, so what you have lined up? Jada's now, awesome. speaking of switching positions, you moved to the car. <laughs> oh and God. I'm not sure. You know, we watched that on the outside looking in last year, and there were a lot of us on the, in the media going, Man, I'm not sure. You mean we will smith that? We will smith it out. We'll be like, oh, no. is this right? Is this what yeah. Thayer really wants? And the conversation was, <laughs> it was your decision that you told. Coach Stud, and hey, let's let Dewan play. Let's see how this works. Let's get jiggy with it. As you look back on it now, do you feel like it was still the right thing for you? Yes. Yeah, like some parts during the season, I was like, man, like when I, when I got my ankle rolled up on, I'm like, man, is this even really for me? <laughs> like, I really just got it's rolled really up on, on simple play. I should be on the outside. Yeah, literally. And <laughs> both at the same time, I was I just looked at it. I was like, you know what? It's just another time. It's another adversity thing I got to go through. You know, I – I ain't really care. I did for my teammates. You know, I always told my team, like, I always, I would die for y'all. I always told them I would die for y'all. I would do anything for y'all. If y'all really need anything, I would do it for y'all. But as long as, like, not outrageously, like, <laughs> stupid, and I'm like, all right, like, we got some problems here. But I told them, like, what was the line? What wouldn't you have done for them? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh boy! Kill a kill a cat. <laughs> kill a cat. Talk about that one. <laughs> Did that come up a lot in conversations at the combine about how you 
played multiple positions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it was like, you didn't do, you didn't do so well like you did in 2020. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't, you feel like I, you played, do, I was doing what, yeah, I was do starting, like I was doing what I do well. Hmm? Do you feel like you didn't do well? Cause I mean, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I was doing well because I was getting used to the position still at, at the time. But when the season came around, I started, like, figuring out how to actually, like, go vertical on a deuce block or go vertical on a combo block, of course. It was just – it was all new to me. So, I really didn't have that many chances chances to actually, like, you know, put that on film. I just – we talked about this a lot last season, and you don't have to weigh in if you don't want to, but it just – the, having four tackles on the field just felt like it wasn't natural. I mean, Paris, we know where his best role is, and we'd seen what you did the year before at tackle mm-hmm. and previous in your career. And I guess I'm just hoping that for Ohio State's sake, and it's not a, a an indictment on Stud or anything like that, but they wanted you all to be on the field, and it just didn't seem to gel the way maybe they envisioned or they hoped that it could. And now moving forward, if you're just talking about, well, Donovan Jackson being a true guard and – and Luke obviously being in the middle, and then Matt Jones finally getting a chance at guard. Like maybe there is something to the fact that tackles are tackles and guards are guards. That's not not always the case, but I think at least through five practices, it seems like that's going to maybe work for Ohio State in a better way. Yeah, but, I think it was just because like we all like the offensive line room basically said like I would do anything for our team because you know we we the parent of the whole team of course basically yeah. like we don't really talk that much like you know we got some of us like dewan paris like they love to talk <laughs> uh with me and nick we barely even talk because it's like all right we still gotta keep our composure like we can't just go out there it's like oh like like you suck like we, like we do that sometimes <laughs> but also at the same time it's like all right keep my composure before i get beat and get too big of a hit um and we all told each other like we do this for a team in essence, you guys ended up starting four first-time starters a year ago on the offensive line because you moved to guard. You never played there. Paris moved to guard. He'd never played there. Dewan ended up starting for the first time. Luke had to come in and start for Harry. Mm-hmm. And like it's and Nick switched sides. And Nick switched sides. So like, are you, I mean, it's a whole new offensive line, despite the fact there's a lot of veterans on it. Yeah. As you look at this group now, it's a little bit more veteran because you have guys that have played minutes. Yeah, one hundred percent. But. You know, when you're watching them in person last week and getting to see these guys, do you feel like they are understanding that they have to kind of they mature so much? Yeah, especially with Paris and Dewan and Luke. You know, when me and Nick was like talking about it before, like it was like a conversation before they even came to the picture, like who's going to be the starting five? You know, um, with Luke, Paris, and Dewan, we was more worried about how they're going to handle adversity when it actually hits them. You know. And, you know, for the most part, for her first year, they actually handled it pretty well. You know, and me and Nick was, like, really, really really surprised about that. And, you know, most, you know, guys that's, you know, young don't know how to handle adversity, you know. Sometimes they just shut down just say, like, all right, like, forget it. I'm just doing my own thing. But they ask questions with me, especially Luke, Paris, and Dewan. It's like, all right, how did, how, how did you, like, overcome that? You know, they had a couple bad plays. They ain't got – you know, put on national television, of course. But also at the same time, they just asked us, like, all right, help me to understand how to actually, like, go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, and most times I'm not perfect. <clears throat> you know, I had to, like, like today, I know it's off topic, of course, but I asked. That's the theme of the show. Yes. <laughs> <If you laughs> that's what we, that's yeah. what we do here. <laughs> yeah, but I asked um, John Simon of Hike, what's the 
what's the difference of like working out twice a day? Oh gosh. <laughs> and I was like, cause I, I just sat there and thought about it. I'm like, I'm going to the professional level now. And I'm just asking questions like, how can I get better? Like, how can I like take care of my body? Like the way it should. And, that's How do you end up not looking what, like John when uh, you're older? What did Johnny Johnny say? Only two? I'm talking about four times. John is John's body is absolutely destroyed. It, his he is a prime example of what the NFL does to you. I mean, he was he, trying to do that to himself in college when he was course, working out three days a week, but three it, times a day. All the injuries have like slowly taken their toll and like just stripped him of of anything strong in his life. So where he's now, he's just a football player. Yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. It's pretty terrible. But you don't have to look forward to that. Here's what you do have to look forward to. Every every week we play a little game on the show. Like, give us a thought about who you're expected to or excited to watch. And as a guy who played with this team and was on this roster three months ago. Mm-hmm. Who's the offensive player that your that Ohio State fans should be paying close attention to this year, and the defensive player that Ohio State fans should be Only expecting one? things for? I mean, hell, you well, mean Schlegel will go down the whole, the other the whole part roster is a running joke. So you can do whatever you want. Schlegs yeah. and Bob like to take fifteen who, who, different who guys. Don't throw me in. Who are we not talking about enough that people need to be excited about that you got to witness what they're capable of day in and day out? All right, offensive line got one person. It's definitely uh, Donovan. Of course, that's the obvious one. Skill position wise is Emeka and uh, JB, and huh, another vote oh, wow. for Jaden Ballard. Oh wow, people just talking about Maslin again all the time. Huh? Hey, <laughs> I talked about him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but definitely Emeka and JB. I already know what Marvin going to do. Everybody saw what Marvin can do. He's going to be true. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it pretty good. It wasn't bad. You know, uh, defensively, defensively, definitely Zach. I personally think he's going to have like a breakout season. You know, even though like they take it, they definitely took it to heart when everybody was, you know, downplaying them of how many pressures they did not have. Of course, I'm like, they young man, like they not gonna get there like how everybody else was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't like a whole another Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young. It wasn't that, but they knew it and they played their part and they making sure like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove all the critics. Of course, just shut them up real good so they will stop talking about us. I thought it was interesting the way Zach answered some of those questions last week. He he came out on Thursday and was like, everyone has spent three years sort of asking and comparing him to the Bosa's and Chase Young, and, and we've done that here. And he's never wanted to do that. He's never been interested in it. He's always tried to be the best, best Zach Harrison, and that's fine. Everyone should say that and try and be that way. But he's also aware that based on the five-star rankings, based on being top top five, top ten player in the country that he wanted to, and he should have given more at this point. And he said, I've got more to give, and that's why he's back. Perfect. Though, Perfect yeah. That's Take a much it. better answer than getting defensive about it and be like, mm-hmm. I don't care about being Chase Young or Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Like, He's his own person, though. Yeah. But why should he aim for, for Chase Young and Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa? Why? Because they were drafted in the top – I think it's because the standard is the standard. Standard is the standard. Number one, like if you're that's how that's that's what you're supposed to be. Those are aspirational uh, goals for a lot of guys, but I mean they need to have that level of production. And the reality is too. I mean, watching those guys, JTT and Jack Sawyer, like those, those they have both played really well. I don't know if you saw them on Saturday. Like the stand-up deal, like uh, Jack fits really well with what they're doing. He looks really natural at it. Um, so I'm excited to kind of watch those two young guys continue to push. And that's when you get really good is when you have a lot of guys out there who are, you know, very talented players. You're fighting for reps and you know, hey, we're going to rotate guys through. I mean, I need to make sure that I'm making the most of this because 
they may start chewing in my time if I don't start make, playing well. And that's what they've had here for a long time. And it's really driven the defensive line. Yeah. And you've had and going back to, you know, Taekwon and Sam Hubbard and guys like that and getting pushed by everybody else. And so hopefully those things will begin to happen again. So you got yeah. to see all of the scrimmage, Bob? As much as I was there for, I mean, I, I, I crammed it in between uh, my daughter's soccer game. I left after the first half for hers Jeez. and then missed like the first half of my son's soccer game. So I was able to yam it in there uh, for about <laughs> an hour day. and 15 minutes to see as much as I possibly could and then, you know, duck out right away. But then I did go back afterwards after the game, kind of hang out, talk to some more people and, and yep. see how everything was going and get a little lift in it's just, as well. I, I'm just impressed that you always get to be on the guest list. That's, yeah, must be nice. They've got a, a strong bouncer presence out there. So you have well, to- I mean, I'm trying to add value. Yeah. You know, can you can you, can you you help out a little bit? So helping, and I was really impressed watching, you know, Steele and Tommy. Those guys have done a great job. Um, both of them, I think, are going to have really good years. You know, hopefully uh, Cody gets his shoulder, you know, healed up. And they're just like – Upper body injury. Yeah, upper body. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you wear your shoulder harness, you know I mean? It makes people think that the <laughs> shoulder like might be the upper off, part. Yeah. <laughs> upper, upper chesticle area. Yeah, and so watching those guys, and just like Thayer was talking about, when you're young, I mean, it's, it's different. They've all got a season under their belts now. And just watching especially – Tommy, the, how decisive he is, like, see, go. Whereas, like, see, uh, wander around. Like, now you can see just how much more deliberate. And then steal as well because he's finally getting, you know, full off season of linebacker and understanding <laughs> he what he's supposed over to do. beginning of last year. Yeah. It was fun, fun to watch uh, Cade flip back to tight end. He was over there at tight end's first practice on Saturday and – you know, looking good. Oh boy! Yeah, Bob's breaking some yeah. news out here. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of people there. <laughs> I wasn't like the only person. There's a bazillion recruits and everything they, else. They, I, like Kate has been bounced around enough. Like they need to pick somewhere and let him go. Gosh, Kate, there's a great line that I all I gotta say. <laughs> all I gotta say. Is just like Kate Jada is a different person. You <laughs> a different person? He's a different person. <laughs> Where do you want, think he should be? He just wants to hit people. That's all, really all I care. Yeah, is that really yeah. all I care? Really, he he'll be a the f- linebacker sounds. He'll good. be a fine <laughs> if they if he has to play tight end in a pinch and contribute because other guys aren't ready. I don't know if they have that guy who is. I mean, it's nice to have a tight end who is big and physical and can help capture the end of the line of scrimmage. Two mm-hmm. years ago, they put Kate on special teams, and he told me after the game it was the first time he'd been out there in special teams. He goes, "I'm so glad I got to hit people today." Like all he cares about is hitting people. Like yeah. whether he's doing that as a running back or a linebacker or a safety or a tight end, he just wants to hit people, and he has a really fun time doing it. Hitting dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch is not a bad person to be, you know, on tight end either. Well, Mitch, I mean, obviously provides a different thing that the offense doesn't have that sort of fullback slash tight end role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I mean, if we're gonna talk about football, the the difference for this offense this year is who steps up. If yeah, <laughs> that is a, that's that's a, a legitimate. I thought this was a football show. In, in the, <laughs> that was so made for a second. In the absence of Jeremy Ruckert, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, G's there, and, and Joe Royer stepping up, and then you got the the young guys in, in Sam Hard, and 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 you wonder how Bennett Christian can Great contribute. But yeah, the, football name. The difference here for C.J. Stroud to continue to to ascend is that he has to have a tight end he can count on and rely on, and no loose ends, I only think, tight ends. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Jada. Can't say anything about uh, Jada. Just get, Jada. Kiss. He's gonna work through it. Jada kiss. He's gonna work uh, through it. He's gonna find it. Jada. Just start with Jada and then work from there. The punchline will Jada, come to you. The offense is <laughs> about the tight end position, right? So who's there? I mean, you, you got to see G last year becoming a tight end. 
what did you think of him making that switch uh, as you guys were both changing positions? You know, with I, G, with G coming from like as a wide receiver, you know, one of them, one of the top wide receivers in his class, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he was basically saying like, all right, I need to get on the film so, field somehow because I'm he's sick and tired of being on the bench. He's sick and tired of being on the sidelines, of course. And he was going through a lot, you know, you know, last year, um, personal stuff for him. Um, and he he's been working at it like mentally just to get get his mind right, just to actually play football, you know, because he's the type of person that who actually gets his mind in to football. He, he's a different person, you know. It's not, and I love him for that. And you know, I love everybody on that team. You know, even though I don't know the young guys, younger guys, of course, but they. They want to work at it. They want to be better at it. They want to win a national championship, of course. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'll, I'll stop talking for the whole show. Because I feel like good. I'm, I, this ought to be good. I feel like seems I'm, pretty unlikely. I feel like I'm talking a lot today, but I don't care because I like talking about this stuff. And mm. if there's something that you want, like the people out there, the fans, to know about what you guys go through as football players at Ohio State, that they need to understand to maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking about it because of all the Harry Miller stuff in the last few weeks, but like. Is is there something? I mean, Jay Z, you can certainly talk about this too. You went through a lot of oh, crap. See, mm-hmm. He's ready. This was before social media. So oh, I mean, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, know if I'd be here right now. <laughs> I just, I just feel like sometimes that there's a a disconnect between what fans. He's ready, Burn. Let him go. Feel and say, and what they should. So basically, like with, with the my boy, my boy Harry, of course. We go through so much mental stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Like everybody thinks, like, oh, y'all football players, y'all y'all strong. I'm like, yo, y'all y'all really don't know like what people go through. Like, yeah, like I know it's different back then. You know, everybody was like, all right, I gotta be a man. I gotta be mentally strong and mentally tough about this. I can't really show no emotions. Now it's a different age. Now, like, like I know for sure. Like I had a hard time actually going through it mentally, um, just with football, school, family stuff. Like we add all that together and you just shut down mentally. It's just it's hard. It's hard to actually come by. Like hard to actually like sit there, look at a person. Like all right, like even though I'm, I have all this stuff behind me, like yipping at me right now. Like parents, um, acquaintances, like just coming at me, just saying like, how come you're not playing? How come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing that? How come why on this play? Like how come? How, like why? Like what? Like all this shit. You're fine. Excuse me. Like, you're fine. Oh, yeah. You're good. Like, all that stuff is just, like, annoying. Like, annoying that <laughs> some people think they know football. And I, I'm going to – And sucks. they think they know it's everything you go through. Yes. Yeah, like, as like, a student athlete. Why? And because like, you get your school paid for, you're just supposed to be yeah, yeah. superhuman about everything yeah, got, else that's going on in your yeah, life, we right? we got freaking Twitter, and everybody just sits there on their yeah. phone, like, just well, tweeting about us, of course. That, like That's where a lot of the stuff with Harry really started was the social media stuff. Oh. So this was – I mean – the day or two days before the Michigan State game in 2020, when he was put uh, had to play center on a moment's notice, and that's when people lost the plot. Right? I mean, lost they, they went at him in a way that should never have happened. And as you guys, as teammates, watching that, I mean, you're getting it. He's getting it. How do you respond to that, like internally? Because obviously, you want to lash out and go on social media and say, "Everyone, shut the up!" Mm-hmm. But you can't do that because you can't. You can't because like. Everybody's trying to put you in your place. Like, we have the stereotype, like, oh, football players are not smart. Like, like we are smart. You got Harry over here just talking about how he feels personally. And, you know, like, everybody's, like, saying, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm so sorry for everything. I'm like, y'all should have thought about that before. Like, right. look, like, before he even said that, like, I, I get so emotional about this because it's like, why would you even, like, it should not even mm. come to this part. 
like for people to actually like go through all this stuff and just you know if if player if players actually said what they want to say fans would not be a part of football at all <laughs> i swear smacking I, a lot of people i swear like people would not like us at all and they mm-hmm. was like all right you're just a football player like all right like you can just move on then <clears throat> on to a better topic <laughs> and i think i I I know where I would like. You just didn't to go want. You just didn't want to end it on that note. No, you mean a happier <laughs> topic. A happier, a happier topic. topic. Yes, because yeah. that's pleasant. a real topic. And more it's pleasant everywhere. Better meaning better meaning more uplifting. Yes. Yeah. Craziest <laughs> dude you played with at Ohio State. <laughs> oh, so Bob Bob oh. has a thing that a team needs wild cards is what we've yes. decided to call someone it. who will shank someone. Ooh, that's what he Cade. wants. Cade. Cade. All right, Cade definitely Cade. Okay. All right. Got one. I didn't know if he would be going there. I like that. Well, he's not afraid to to grind up some meat. (laughs) He isn't. No, he's a wild dude. Where would you put Damon (laughs) Arnett on that scale? The man they call Rico. Uh, I would definitely put him up there for sure. But he mean he definitely means well though. Oh, he's the nicest dude in the world. I I tell him this. He's the only guy I know who I let watch my kids, but also I think would stab somebody if I asked him to. Oh yeah. (laughs) He checks both boxes. Don't, Very few well, people. Well, don't mix do up the instructions box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess at some point you have to ask yourself: <clears throat> Should I be asking someone to stab someone on my account? I never know. There's always that. You never know. What never if Will know. Smith decided he needed some help handling Chris Rock? Hundred percent. Damon's your guy. Gi Jane's right there. You have no idea the stuff you get into in this world that you may need that wow. guy. I'm gonna move. Him. You're yeah. about to get attacked. He's com- he just heard. He just heard. Mm. He's coming in here now to the Letterman Lounge. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that one. It's dangerous. <laughs> I'm gonna need a an offensive lineman to protect me from Burn making jokes. Poor Jada did nothing. She seems like a nice, nice person. That's all I'm saying. She's very friendly. Has a lot of friends. Uh, anyway, this has been a special edition of Letterman Live. We cannot thank Thayer Munford enough yes. for making some time to appear back in here. Need a little chicken. He's gonna take probably a fifty piece to go. Oh, no, he's still got to get ready for the draft. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he's he's still got for drafting for any team that wants me. He can't do that. Do you have any <laughs> visits scheduled yet? I have like two visits scheduled. You don't All want to tell right. us where they are. I got one. He wanted to go to Vegas. He's he's taking that one. All right. You just keep that to yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's private. That's for him and his agent to handle. You can't pry into his business, bro. You need an agent. I got I got me one for yeah, sure. I, go. I'm his agent. That's why I brought him in here <laughs> this week for Letterman Live. He is the second ever blocko. Who's going to be the third? You have to answer that. That's hard because it's a lot. It's a lot of guys. Like okay, you got Cam Bab. I think you should get to pick. <laughs> I agree that him and Goop yeah, should get a vote. Yeah, you got Cam Bab, Zach Harrison, and uh, Taraja Mitchell. There's there's a couple more. I can't really think of on top of my head mm-hmm. right now, but there's a couple more players that actually deserves it. Well, did nobody- Bab come in with you? No, he was a uh, great. He got there ten years before there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> That's Berm's favorite joke is that he's a senior with four years of eligibility left. He's a, he's a master's student, you know, literally in grad school with four years of eligibility. Uh, but we sincerely appreciate uh, the second block O for joining us there. Munford, we wish yes. him all the luck as he continues through that process ahead of the draft next month. Maybe we'll have Roosters cater his draft party. I don't know. Hey, there we go. <laughs> they have chips when you cater, right, Jay? <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> That's Justin Zwick. Bobby Carpenter, Berm. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for Letterman Live at Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, 
It's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 